Keep On Moving, the official podcast of New Zealand Trucking Media. This is the special Keep On Moving podcast with Murray Lindsay and Dave McCoy. Hi, Dave. This the special, the special Keep On Moving podcast. The special. So what we're going to do on occasions when we have something interesting, we're just going to put it out by itself, just a simple interview, like this time around, Dave, who are we going to be chatting with? Okay, so I was really lucky uh, uh, back in uh, late July or mid-July to um, Nico Verstockt, who is the commercial director for VBG, was in New Zealand on a bit of a tour for new products and also commemorating uh, 100 years of ring feeder in the industry, which as any truck person will know is one of our, is one of our uh, oldest and, and greatest uh, vehicle couplers. And uh, he was on a tour uh, in New Zealand, and I had the great opportunity to sit down with him for, oh, it would have been a good half hour, 40 minutes, and have a, re- re- like a really neat guy, like really down to earth, really low key. Um, was a great conversation and a great one to share for the listeners because a yeah, very interesting company. It's been a part of all of our trucking lives. At some stage, somebody has encountered the Ring Feeder product. And uh, just it's so neat to meet these people from HQ, and, and they're just so, so ordinary, you know? I'm here this morning in uh, sunny Auckland, New Zealand, the first sunny day we've had for about a week. <clears throat> and I uh, have the privilege and thrill of sitting here this morning with Nico Verstock. He is the commercial director at Ringfeeder, uh, which is a brand that uh, New Zealand truck people will know incredibly well, and uh, it is a product that has uh, kept thousands of our trailers in view in the rear vision mirror as we've driven along over the years safely and happily. And uh, welcome to uh, New Zealand Trucking uh, Media and Radio, Nico. Thank you, thank you, Dave. And so, what brings you before we get uh, just being nosy? Before we get, what brings you to New Zealand? Now, we, uh, we have two high points or high moments in the company. We are existing this year 100 years. Ring Feather started up in 1922. So we are a little bit proud about that. And as well, in the same year, we introduced a new range uh, couplings. As well, the Ring Feather RF50 for New Zealand uh, specification. Right, excellent. Yeah. And so you're here to, um, to, to launch that product here? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And to show a little bit of advantages, the changes. Yep. Between the existing one and the new that will comes up soon. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what we'll do is uh, we'll we'll go back a bit and we'll talk about uh, that 100-year history That's of the good. company. But before we even do that, let's just introduce people to uh, you a bit a bit more. So you're, yeah. a, you're, a, you're a Belgian by birth? I'm a, I'm a Belgian by birth. I still live in Belgium. My office is in Sweden. Yep. So, uh, and I'm taking care as well of the international warehouse, which is based in Belgium. So we produce in Sweden, but we have a central warehouse in Belgium, nearby Hassel, Beringen, yep. which is not so far from my house, especially when you're in New Zealand, it's a, a small, a small yeah. distance. So uh, as well, the international uh, commercial uh, office is in Krefeld, which is in uh, Germany, yep. where as well the R&D is based for the brand Trinkfeather. Right. Okay, uh, so you're uh, all over Europe quite a lot of the time. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, not the last two years, as you know. No, no, that's exactly <laughs> right. No, every, every, no exactly. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. got to work from yeah. home in the last two years. So, but, um, your background in the industry, like your background, is I, it your career background? I must say, uh, I left school, uh, specialised in industrial vehicle uh, educations. Right, uh, uh, I've done that in Holland. On uh, more automotive in that times, but in the meanwhile, the the, the the institute is more concentrated as well on trucks. So now, yeah. that's uh, where I uh, I left school or uh, at uh, eighty eight, and then I started in the automotive for two years, 
1990, I joined Iveco. Yep. And I've been in the commercial vehicles since then. From Iveco, I went to Hiva. I was managing director of a factory that makes uh, loader cranes. Mm-hmm. And after that, now I'm 17 years with VBG. Right. VBG truck equipment, yeah. Yep. That's win. Mm. Interesting career. And uh, fascinating time through history to be involved in, uh, in transport of all, all kinds as it evolves rapidly. I'm sorry. It, interesting time in history to be involved in the transport industry as as it evolves as an industry rapidly. You know, it is. Yeah. It is a lot of changes. A lot of changes was uh, was uh, during that times. Uh, when I started, it was was not so global. I must say. Now mm. it's more uh, international uh, oriented. Yeah. And uh, the the world becomes a village. I must say. Yes. Everywhere you can feel the same. Similar strategies and similar developments and similar uh, requirements for yeah. the transport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. So, um, hundred years this year. Yeah, yeah, nineteen twenty-two to twenty twenty-two. That's a long time to be in business, making uh, all manner of product. Do you want to give us just a, a like we a lot of us here know uh, ring feeder is obviously you know a, a, a coupling mechanism, um, yeah. but the the company's interests are, are broad and vast, aren't they? It is. It started in 1922, in fact, not with couplings. It started with uh, springs. And you can see that in the name as well, because ring feather is, uh, if you translate it, it's a German word. And ring is clear, that's a ring. And feather stands for spring. Right. So you could say it's uh, ring spring. Yeah. And that's where they started. And the first major market for them in 1922 was the buffers between train wagons. Right. Yes, Yes, I read uh, that. Yep. And that's a ring spring. And then later on, they went to the coupling of the wagons. So yep. it was very close for them to, to, to do that development. And from there out, it went out to uh, truck, truck couplings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. as, as, in 1922, I suppose the demand for truck couplings probably wasn't that great. No, tra- no. Tra- <laughs> train couplings, yes. In but, those um, times, they were happy that uh, their own truck was driving without, yeah. <laughs> without the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, as that whole industry expanded, and it, the opportunity just presented itself, yeah, isn't correct. it? Yeah, correct. yeah. And what else is in the, like, if we uh, progress through history, like, what else is in the company's portfolio? Like, what else do they do it, now? Where's that evolved? So they developed themselves more and more, and they went uh, over years as well in industrial uh, coupling solutions, uh, which is, uh, you have to imagine, between an engine and a driven unit there is a coupling needed mm. to take the forces and the, the vibrations mm-hmm. like windmills and generators you know yep. and, okay. and engines and propels for boats mm-hmm. so uh, a kind of protection for the engine yeah so that they they uh, they are very um, they have a big market shares in the world as well on, on that brand or yep. on that product <coughs> side and over time then uh, they became successful and in 1997 VBG uh, group bought uh, Ringfeather uh, VBG was in those times uh, very concentrated, and still today, I must say, uh, on the Nordic market, Scandinavian market, yep. Denmark, UK. We are, we are market leaders with the brand VBG. But in fact, it was the midget who bought the giant. Yeah. yeah. So because Ringfeather was uh, massively more bigger than, than VBG, the Swedish, uh, the Swedish brand, but they had uh, a lot of money to spend, uh, and they bought... Uh, they bought Ringfeather. Mm. So since 1997, uh, Ringfeather is in the, in the group of VBG. Um, VBG group split it up with the industrial couplings as another division. So we have three divisions at the moment, which is Ringfeather power transmissions, the industrial industrial coupling, 
as well the MCC is mobile climate control which is uh, HVAC so heating oh. ventilation and air conditioning really for uh, for cabins yeah. mainly buses we are ma- major market is North America for buses yeah but as well uh, military uh, applications uh, yeah. like that we have i think uh, a contract with Volvo for um, for ventilation as well and air conditioning the cabin yeah 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 and then uh, we are we are VBG truck equipment, so we are taking care of all what's uh, products between chassis and chassis. Yes. So from truck chassis to trailer chassis. Yes. Wo- all what's in between, we produce in Sweden. Right. For the two brands then. Yeah. As well, uh, last but not least, the automatic snow change, we produce as well in uh, in Sweden and North America. And this is uh, a system you flip the switch. Up to 50 kilometers uh, an hour, you can have automatic snow chains under the tires. So, uh, really, yeah. So, l- explain that a bit more. So, yeah, you're doing 50. <laughs> you're, do- <laughs> you're doing 50 kilometers that's an hour. That's a max. That's a max. Yeah, and you Fast flick a switch, yeah. and and what happens? So, between uh, between zero and 50 kilometers an hour, yeah, you can flip a switch when it's icy or snowing weather. Yeah. And uh, under the truck, there is a system mounted. It's a it's a in fact it's a wheel. Where uh, up to from six to up to uh, twelve chains can be mounted, right? In this wheel, uh, by flipping the switch, you bring this wheel un- against the the driven the driven tire. Yeah. And by centrifuging, the chain comes where it should be under the tire. Right, and then wraps around the. Yeah. No, not the around. It's not around the tire. Oh, okay. It's just one chain under the tire. Yeah. And by spinning. By spinning. Oh, the, yep. the, By spinning, it's like a spider. It becomes a spider. Yep. So all this. 12 chains always hits of uh, flips a chain under the tire yeah so that it comes uh, between the tire and the and the surface and the tire just keeps driving over the yeah. chains and the small wheel uh, uh, it's like a, a yeah a spider then that's centrifuge yeah. you know yeah 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 so that it comes then the chains that, that flips under the tire what a great what a yeah Great system. Works. It's not so complex but it's it sounds co- yep. complex yeah yeah. Is, yeah and works just fine it is, it is. It is a major market, of course, in the Nordics. It's uh, in Scandinavia. We are, we are facing very difficult roads in winter times. As well, uh, let's say we are a kind of standard application for um, uh, school buses in North America. Yes. North side where the weather can be bad. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And so drivers no longer have to get out of the cab and exactly. the freezing and put chains exactly. and hook them up and it's crazy that not that it is not a standard application yeah. in these kind of uh, yeah. areas yeah yeah interesting uh, interesting uh, oh no that was a fascinating excursion into snowy weather yeah. um so you're here for just coming back to the, the you've been uh, on the road since 1st of July you see yep. yeah and Correct. so <clears throat> you've been you're here to release uh, launch a new product to the New Zealand market exactly yep we will so launch we will launch it's on the ongoing by the way so it's available uh, in the New Zealand market today yep the RF50 B and Z MSD so B is standing for the long handles typical for this market yep and Z it's a logical. Uh, yeah, we can work. It's that. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can work out that by yeah. yourself. And MSD is standing for the manual safety device. So uh, you're the only market together with Australia who has a manual second safety, which is different with all uh, other markets in uh, in the world. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so, how does the new one? You said the new one's got some distinct advantages over its predecessor. The biggest, the biggest focus we um, we had some target points. Uh, the most of them we reached. 
And uh, we have done some tests as well in these areas, and uh, mainly in Australia. So for two years, it was a test on the new coupling. We changed some features uh, according to the remarks from the drivers to really uh, to, to apply according to their, their expectations. So that came out that we now we have a product with um, where the major the major uh, feature is that we can uh, take off the mouth without uh, removing the bushings, which was an, a necessity. Yeah, the existing one, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of uh, remarks from the mechanic that this was a tough job to do and took a long time, and now it's a job of. For me, 15 minutes, but I'm a, an office guy, so I assume for a good guy with good, good right hands, he can do that at least in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yep. So that's the biggest advantage. On the other side, uh, the recognition is uh, very clear on the, on the manual uh, safety device. It's not a wheel anymore, so it's just a flip now. It's a kind of switch, which you can manage easily with your fingers, so you don't need two hands to open it. You can do it with one hand, the flip. The switch, and then you pull up the coupling to open it up. Right. So uh, you you press a button and then pull the lever up. No, it's not. It's not one. Uh, it's first you flip a switch. Yeah. And then you can pull up. So you don't have to use your two hands. Oh, so it's not yeah. a simultaneous. No. Thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. No, no, no. You do one one first and then the other. One first and then the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But before it was with. Um, yeah, butterfly. Yeah, yeah, a kind of wheel, and yeah, uh, yeah. of course, uh, rough guys they don't care because it's uh, it's tensioning by a spring, and uh, yeah. you have to put. But it, I can imagine in bad weather, mud uh, in in the forest, off road, that it is not not always nice under under a tipper. You know, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, rain is dropping down in yep. your neck, so now it's easy flip very fast, and you can pull up with the uh, with the hand of the company to open it up. So that's. Uh, and maybe I don't know here, but uh, in uh, in other continents, uh, more and more female drivers are coming up. Yes, with all respect for female drivers, of course, but for them, it's uh, it's uh, forces are not all, always uh, what they want to do. Uh, uh, yep. uh, they have uh, much more skills than men, probably, but yep. men want to show the muscles, and they have their other skills, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, it's easy it's, to operate. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, yeah. yeah, very, yeah, very, very fair. And last but not least is inside. We uh, redesigned everything. The bushings, the top bushing is redesigned so that it is uh, – uh, it, 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 before we had sometimes moving bushings, which, which was bringing the funnel in a, in a blocking situation or a tough uh, moving situation. Yep. And now uh, this this should avoid that, or this, this now the the mount should stay uh, flexible and well. And on bottom, uh, we have a spring, a complete new design of spring. Same for the again with focus on the mechanic. It's uh, two bolts you take off. Yep. That's all the two bolts you should take out for taking off the mount. Yeah. So it's only two bolts fixing, and the spring themselves like a cassette. Uh, Maybe for youngsters, it's a, it's a strange word, cassette, but it's a thing you plug in for music in our uh, yeah, yeah, in our yeah, young yeah. time. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'll explain that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So it's like a cassette, and the spring stays in forces, so you don't have to to bend it open or uh, put it on again. Right, and it works negative, which we had complaints in the past. That was stones came in between the spring area. Yes, and this uh, and then uh, it was a result that the mount was jiggling. Yes, and now the spring works all the way around, so it becomes smaller when you jackknife, which is uh, that that uh, gives us result that the stones can't enter so easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So you can hear. I will stop now. I, have a, so <laughs> I can I can go on for hours, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, um, but the interesting thing is you've actually responded to a whole a whole uh, 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 
what the industry was asking you to exactly. sort out. And it was and very interesting, by the way, because we were extremely enthusiastic about our prototype. And uh, the drivers, they were not, so that was a, a big disappointment. So we changed and we changed and we changed until we get a, a affirmative, yes, this is what we want. Yeah. So uh, we even gave up some target points for that. Right. Uh, yeah. So and, what, uh, um, what do you see in, in what challenges in different okay, regions around the world with the product? Obviously, this is uh, an RF50 B and Z. Uh, so like what, what, how, does, how does operations in Europe versus operations. What do you see as a manufacturer of this type of product that, that our product has to be adapted and different? The um, uh, New Zealand is a really uh, a truck and trailer uh, market, full, full trailers a lot uh, with uh, hinged uh, drawbars. When you look to other markets, um, they're more changing to uh, central axle trailers uh, with a deep underslung connection. Mm-hmm. Of course, to stay uh, as a maximum volume uh, in, a, in a maximum length. You can bring the truck and the trailer closer to each other by doing that. But on the other hand, it's easy to drive. We are struggling uh, in many parts of the world with drivers, good drivers. So uh, a central axle trailer is easier to drive backwards than a full trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that sense, that's, uh, that's the major differences between uh, a market here mm. and uh, in other uh, countries. Maybe as well, what, uh, what I see here is that... Uh, Tipper, tipper transport, they jackknife to unload. Mm. And that stress ups, of course, not only the, 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 the coupling, but as well sometimes the truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's important to, uh, to have a strong uh, connection in that sense. Yes, yeah. And the, the over history, I think where we differentiate with Ring Feather very hardly is uh, when a Ring Feather is open, ready for connection. It's always ready because the mouth is blocked. It's a mechanical uh, blocking system that only can uh, uh, you can only put it in a in, in a locking situation when the funnel or the mouth is square. So it's always ready to connect as well. Yes, which uh, avoid cracking mouths uh, if if that shouldn't be the case. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Because yeah, very. Yeah, when you're used to your own domestic market, but you did right when you go. Over, you know, we are very much a truck and trailer um, market, even more more so than than our friends over the Tasman. Um, yeah. You know, the New, Ze- the New Zealand standard footprint is is the optimal unit as a as a rigid trucking drawbar absolutely. trailer. Uh, mm. Absolutely, mm. with long long drawbars, I've seen. Yeah, long drawbars. Yeah, yeah. You can see that in Sweden as well, uh, because for bridges they have to do that. For bridges, their uh, their distance, the distance between the axles, the farther they are, the yes. higher they can they can put yeah. weight on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Similar sort of a thing, sort of a thing here. So, what? How long have you been? Have you had a chance to look around the country as you while you've been here, or have you been? All you my been? friends are the same. They are all jealous that I do these kind of trips, and I can tell you. What I see is industrial areas, or I'm under a truck somewhere in the middle of a, uh, a, a I don't want to say desert, but uh, sometimes close to the desert uh, in a workshop. Yeah, so I've seen a lot. Yes, yeah, that kind of <laughs> things. Uh, You've seen all that, that sort of. But uh, we drove a little bit around, and uh, what I've seen from the country, of course, beautiful, beautiful. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, really impressed by the. For me, at least, it's peace—a peaceful feeling. It's—I uh, was in Christchurch. It's like ooh, very calm, very clean. Yeah. So it's a—it's a very uh, nice, 
nice uh, environment to to do your job. Yeah, yeah. But uh, on the touristic side, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see uh, so much. No. Any um, <clears throat> other than the configuration of the of this of the New Zealand preferred sort of truck? Is there anything that as some, as someone who sees the road transport world as they travel around, is there anything? Is there what jump? Is there anything that jumps out at you about New Zealand? Trucks and configurations that that um, yeah, that you see of, that's of interest, or if you compare it with uh, with uh, for example European uh, solution, yeah, it's it's completely different because we are, you have brands which we don't have. Yes, yeah, yeah. So uh, we don't we don't have this uh, American brands or uh, Hino brands as a truck. Maybe small trucks, but not uh, not uh, for connections. So uh, we are uh, extremely focused on these uh, European brands, which is uh, which we should. Yeah. In my opinion, change because uh, Oceania is a, a very important market for us. By the way, the the biggest intercontinental market we have. Right. So that's uh, outside Europe. I mean, yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, if you see the applications here with big noses and uh, huge uh, cabins and huge uh, wheelbases, a lot of axles uh, on the road. Uh, yeah, the standards is close to four axle trailers here. You rarely see that in. In Europe, of course. Yeah. So the application is absolutely different. It's much rougher. Yeah. Much rougher. So as well, that was a requirement uh, to be uh, to be strong in that sense. So the D value, we went, we, we screwed up as well from two hundred to three hundred twenty. Right. Yep. So to uh, to apply to all application and uses on the roads here, yeah, especially yep. off road. Why I said off road, uh, not not asphalt roads. We don't have that in Europe. It's all asphalt. Yeah. But here, those drivers they drive really on. Call it off-road or what is it? Gra- yeah, gravel, 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 yeah. gravel roads. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, And this is a big stress for a company. Interesting. Well, it's always fantastic to have people like yourself come down and, and have a look, and it's great that you do yep, come down you. and have a look. And uh, it's a it's a wonderful story and, and a great story of of um, listening to the customer and then going back to the drawing board and, yeah. and re-looking it again. That's, that's the that's, challenge. That is, <laughs> you know, that's a that's a that's a big feather in your cap yeah. for doing that. Uh, Great product in New Zealand with a long history, and um, thank you very much for your time this morning. That was fantastic. Nice experience, Dave. Thanks. Uh, I'm, Thanks. I'm glad about that. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>